Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast 142. Is it really Instagram's fault, or is it something much more than that? It's a greater concern that you have people using the swirly fonts and the foiled backgrounds. We're still broken people. We're still being put back together. Give us a new tool, and we'll just be broken in a new way. This week's podcast is brought to you by Finding Faith Inside the Big Blue Box, a Whovian's 30-day devotional. Written by our very own Phil Schneider, Phil uses Doctor Who as a backdrop for this 30-day devotional that will walk you through basic elements of your Christian faith in full Doctor Who fashion. You can purchase Finding Faith Inside the Big Blue Box on Amazon or directly from Church Mag Press at churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. This week we bring our Church Mag back channel conversation to the podcast as we talk about the Instagram Bible and Christian blog posts that are seemingly anti-technology. If you'd like to join the conversation or ask a question, use the CMAGCast hashtag or email us directly at podcast at churchmag and we'll share your comments on an upcoming episode. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. We decided we would record two today because, well, for a while we had like so many in the can because of the upcoming transition and we had so many podcasts in the can that we were recording podcasts two and three weeks out and it felt really weird and felt disconnected and I don't know, it kind of stunk. And then we used several up and now we don't have any extra. And so today, in a many, 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 many weeks, we're finally doing a couple all in one day. Uh, it also feels good to have things scheduled better. So now, um, maybe next week, guys, I can actually pull up iTunes and see if there's any reviews and we can uh, get back replying to some of the listener feedback. But anyway, we're going to talk about something that happened a little bit in, that was going on in the back channel. I don't know. Fill me in, guys. I've been a little bit out of the pocket so fill me in on what happened. So there was a conversation, a blog article by Gospel Coalition, and they were talking about the Instagram Bible. Um, so you can go Google it and read it. But it's kind of a, it's not a typical blog post because it's almost like poetry of um, this woman, and I'd have to look her up again, um, lamenting the fact that people Instagram pictures of the Bible, which in and of itself seems weird because isn't that not necessarily a bad thing? Um, but as she's going through it, she's talking about the fact that there's a contextual concern where you're only giving a piece of the Bible and the Bible itself is a whole context. And so this is a whole hermeneutical, hermeneutical thing that if you want, we can get into. Um, but it's basically this mentality of don't just take snippets of the Bible and put them on Instagram. And she's in the article. I was a little bit concerned of she's blaming Instagram for this problem and the users of Instagram when um, if you take any kind of hermeneutical class, this has been a problem since the Bible was ever formed. Um, but then we got, in, got into a good conversation. I know, Philly, you had a little bit of pushback initially, and there's even more that's um, from Anna that is really good as well. Okay, well, let me jump in. Before Phil replies to that, because this is I'm hearing this fresh, okay? My first thought is all the bookmarks my grandmother gave me as a kid and like every VBS sticker that I got and about every scripture plaque I've seen hang hung on a wall at a church or anywhere else it's usually just one scripture so I'm kind of at a loss of what Instagram has to do about this because I'm thinking this has been going on for a very long time well, I mean I can no, no I can I can give my my thoughts on it I 
I looked at the post. I didn't read it very deeply, but I looked at the post, got the gist of it, and I didn't get the sense that she was blaming Instagram uh, for like causing this problem. I think the point was that Instagram is heightening this problem because if you get a bookmark, like my wife gave me a um, a bookmark like that when we were dating, um, or you get a wall plaque, like we've got we've got a wall plaque out in our living room that. Um, I mean, it's actually got lines from a hymn, but it's only part of the hymn and you know whatnot. If you get those kind of things, you know, yes, you're getting a, a snippet of the gospel. The problem with Instagram is that people are, you know, they're sharing, they're communicating, but they're only communicating out of, you know, those snippets. And her point was that, you know, the parts they're sharing are the encouraging, uplifting parts. None of the parts that say like, you know, hey, stop being so selfish or judgment's coming. It's, it's um, a, a Joel Osteen version of the gospel that's only being shared. And, you know, the point was that people are spending a lot of time creating these cute Instagram filters that add gold foil and leaf and, and, you know, that will, you know, vignette these, these fancy fonts of scripture. And yet they're not taking the time to um, communicate the gospel as a whole. It's kind of the problem I have, like when, when you version added scripture images, you know, like, cause my problem is when folks share an image and the image has no correlation to the scripture, I'm like, why are you even doing it? But then too, at the same time, no one shares the verse that says, you know, repent uh, or be cast out, you know, and no one shares those kind of things. Here's the mind frame I'm in just to kind of have the full understanding of this process is I'm currently writing a blog article for church mag of church technology is actually good thing. Um, if you go on to a lot of different sites, including God, Coalition. In fact, I use this very article in the article I'm writing of people constantly berate how bad technology is and how it's just corrupting us and destroying us and we need to stop of our mobile usage and this and that and that and this. And they don't technically highlight the good parts of things, which um, I don't think is always true because we have a couple of people out there, even beyond Church Mag, that that do get into a lot of the good things that happen. But um, I feel like it's almost trying to externalize this demon that has happened to us and how terrible we need to just step back from technology and kind of get grips with things because of what we are doing or what this thing is doing to us. Um, and so I, that was the frame of mind I was already in. And then up in my newsfeed pops this. And so uh, part of it was just having a conversation of, is it really Instagram's fault or is it something much more than that? And we are kind of split in that process in the back channel. A lot more people saying and it can be anything, which I totally agree with, but it felt like at least when I initially read the article that it's Instagram's faults, that it's all this. I mean, the title in and of itself says the Instagram Bible, which is a term that was interesting. I never heard that term before. Well, I think that the, that term was used, Jeremy, to kind of highlight, like, you know, Instagram didn't cause it, but Instagram might be the most obvious, you know, culprit. You know, you guys, you know, you guys often tease me that, you know, Snapchat is not just, you know, inappropriateness. Um, and no, I argue that it was actually designed, it was designed for that purpose, but it may not be that now, but it was designed that way. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the most odious example of our over-sexualized culture. At least it was for a while there. And so the problem isn't Instagram. The problem is the people who use Instagram um, in this way. And 
but, but I think that I don't think the but I don't think the post was intended on like let's stop using Instagram because it's the it's the enemy of good scriptural hermeneutics. It's just the the most obvious and odious example of this this problem that's plagued us for years. Maybe. Maybe I, I I think that that there are bigger fish to fry when it comes to uh, believers and how we use technology than than Instagram. I think there are some fundamentals that should be talked about more. I feel like this is kind of like shooting shooting at something that isn't fundamental in any any way, shape, or form. I think how how we're using our devices and how we're using tech at a fundamental level is more important. Like a few podcasts ago, when Phil and I talked about. Christians being using being different in our culture because we use our technology different. I think that that is a, a fundamental issue that is more important than whether or not you're putting scripture on a photo. And I think in, in some ways, in my in in my mind, it's a greater concern that you have people using the swirly fonts and the foiled backgrounds. That that's actually a greater concern than the fact that they're just putting scripture out there. See, I, I, that's a little tongue-in-cheek, but... Yeah, so I don't know, Eric, because to me, this is the, this is just part and parcel of the whole problem. The church yes. doesn't know how to communicate. Exactly, 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 Phil. Like, this has so nothing I, to do to, with to hermeneutics me, it's, it's part or of anything. Problem. Yes, no. exactly. No, no, I think it, no, I think it does. I think it's just different, it's different, it's different aspect of that bigger problem. Okay, we can't I see communicate. what you mean. I see what you mean. And our, enti- our entire mission, you know, in the first place is to communicate through words and actions love, love, the love of God, but we don't do that well we only communicate half the story it's like for example on like you know i wrote that post about you know facebook racists facebook the problem example of the problem right exactly you know and you know facebook isn't it's not their fault i wrote a post from my own website years back about um facebook christian gullibility how take control of your statuses and folks would, would copy and paste that statement to to keep Mark Zuckerberg at bay. It's stupid, but Facebook is not the cause of stupid Christians. It's just a great place to, to, to demonstrate them. So, I agree with all of that, but I also think that it's a, it's a fundamental difference, at least as far as the approach of, for me, Instagram Bible, that's the term we use, is the symptom and not the the issue itself. It's the biggest thing that we can see in this process. But ultimately, we don't change the Instagram Bible. We change what is leading up to the Instagram Bible. Well, that's true. But I'm saying, my point, though, is we've done similar titling, titling conventions here. Um, and I, I just think that... Um, you're totally right. It's not Instagram that's the fault. It's not. It's it's what goes into the people who are posting on Instagram. Right. Um, the same can be can be said for Twitter trolls and those those ridiculous people who share you know like this for Jesus, scroll for Satan stuff on Facebook. You know, they're I want to punch you. I want to punch them all in the throat. Or or hashtag blessed. Share things. Hashtag blessed. I as a silly example that just uh, kind of loosen things up for a minute. I lost my classroom keys after my weekend at Nashville last year and got back to town, couldn't find them for like a week. I thought, Oh, I hope I didn't lose them in Nashville. And I was going to calmly, no, as I said, I'm going to go sit in my chair and be calm. I'll remember where they are. If I just calm and clear my mind. And no sooner had I pulled them in driveway and realized, I bet I pulled my, pulled out some stuff out of my pocket in the drive and dropped them in the driveway. And I did a quick search. I found them. Went inside, took a picture of my keys on my kitchen table, and shared, you know, 
there's a God, people. He's got a plan for us all. I think I put, I think I put hashtag praise him on it or something, or maybe hashtag blessed. And is I'm quoting The Office. It's a line from Michael Scott in The Office. And I was happy. And I was, you know, I was giving, I was legitimately, thank God I found my keys. But I was sharing the image as just a joke. I got so many over spiritualized comments and likes on that because people just, they're tone deaf. They don't get it. So I think if that was the whole conversation, that's not um, podcast worthy, but I, the conversation then kind of mutated a little bit. And then Anna, one of our staff writers, had posted this conversation about the fact that this isn't anything new, at least as far as Instagram Bible. And she actually labeled it the pink Bible, um, which brings on a church tech with women kind of mentality of um, one of the things that she's experienced is for women, there's this pink theology out there where people try to make everything womenized, which um, is that a word? I don't know. But basically talks everything about what women could be doing, should be doing, should avoid and all those details. And they're not giving the whole gospel, just this little segment of the gospel that comes into this. And with us being in the realm of doing church tech and me having written that church tech devotional, I wonder, are we segmenting this process and is that a concern for us? Well, I, I think you have to, I think you have to consider your audience. You know, if you're ministering towards a specific need, I mean, every epistle, every epistle is, is directed specifically for that church body. You know, it, it it's not inclusive of everything. It really is pinpointing some specific needs at that church. And so, you know, while I I agree that there that there may be some truth to that, I don't believe that it is means that everything that is niched or that that um, speaks to a spe- specific situation or or role or whatever it may be. I don't think that that automatically means that it's no good. Um, maybe we overdo it. That was in the angle Anna was presenting. The point that was being brought up was it's not like when like we there's a book on on men and men's struggles or a book on women and women's struggles. The point was that um, uh, men are encouraged to read the Bible and, and go deeper and to understand, um, and that women's stuff is um, far more surfacey. Now, I, I think most, I think most men's le- devotional stuff is very surfacey and like is very, come on, men, let's all get in, get together and grunt. And like, I, I can't stand it. But you know, theological writings are written by men, and they're not written for men. But women, women those, those conferences and stuff, they are not presented with. Here's some great books on theology and deeper learning. It's more, here's some great books on your same issues. And I personally believe, and I think Martin Lloyd-Jones said this before, you don't need much, quote-unquote, Christian counseling if you've had a better theology. And I think there's a room for both. And I think Jeremy would agree with that. So much for Christians' problems um, is that our theology um, fails us in our hearts. That our minds aren't aren't uh, prepared to um, protect our hearts with the deeper word, with deeper word of God. I see. So, as far as the Instagram scripture verses, I, I guess the the connection and the correlation is just how we have um, that there isn't that that there's there's a like a maybe 
overall depth in general is is, is kind of is that kind of the gist of it well church tech i think church communicators have a risk of what kind of message are you putting out there and i think it's important to realize that there's a whole body to um first of all scripture and second of all the church um when we communicate about our church we can't forget our neighbors we can't forget our people overseas that are suffering and so i think that we can communicate this wrong message i also think that sometimes we blame the media itself and so we have to be careful about it as well yeah because we even see it in in you know leadership uh circles as well you know in in you know numbers or you gotta lead you know I don't know, a, a lot of kind of the self-help things, you know, and, and, uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot to think about and it certainly isn't Instagram's fault or the, but in, in some ways though, I will say that the machine can make things, uh, easier to do like Instagram by nature. If you're going to share a scripture verse, like good luck sharing much more than just a verse because only so many words can go on the photo and if there's too many words on the photo no one's going to read it okay so instagram perpetuates it in that sense just like book sales and book publishing the whole machine of making money by selling books perpetuates the kind of titles that are sold how they're sold and how they're written you know, like I, I, I read a book about um, mourning or dealing with forgiveness <clears throat> and I read it and but it was a book specifically written towards women. And I, as I was reading it for myself, not a woman, I could actually pick up on where they it was almost like somebody else wrote some parts to hook it in so that it could be sold as a book for women. It, it was it was very bizarre to me as I read it because there was so much of the meat of the book that was clearly from the author that that could be for anyone but to sell the book to make the profit they needed to direct it at at one niche group you know so that was a situation where generally speaking it was a great book for everybody and anybody but to to sell the book right the machine of the, the media machine that we have that that we're using perpetuated it to change it so that it was only fit for one specific audience. Yeah. Can you, you want to list up you know, name the book or not? I don't remember. I would, but I don't remember the name of it. Oh, I remember when uh, Shauna Nequist, you know, it's, um, she came out with a book, Savers, like a devotional for women. And I was listening to a relevant podcast and all the guys in there had read it because she was on the podcast with them for a while. And they're like, this could be for men too. It's <laughs> There's nothing really in here. Like 90% of this content applies to anyone. And, uh, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm doing stuff on productivity and goal setting this year. So I'm reading the book, I'm reading Nequest's book, um, you know, present over perfect. And it's, you know, it's a book by a woman. And so it's kind of default presented for women, I guess, but I'm reading it. I'm like, there's nothing in here that's inherently womanly. So I think, I think we do that to ourselves. Uh, looking at that post that we, we originally started this, you know, it's, it's by Jen Wilkin, by the way, uh, Jeremy. Um, cause women have names too. Uh, <laughs> but she has this great quote in there. And I think this is kind of what, for me, what, what made change my perspective, Jeremy, and made it more about the, she was using Instagram Bible as a way of naming the, the issue rather than naming, than blaming Instagram. She says this, if the prosperity gospel offered us in, in italics, all the things, the Instagram gospel offers us all the feels 
It preaches good news in part, but we need the whole. It may move us in the movement or moment, but it cannot sustain us through the storm. And she's got an Instagrammed uh, you know, image, like a Bible you know, verse. But it's the one from Judges 19 where it says he took a knife and cut up his concubine limb by limb uh, and into 12 parts. <laughs> and it's, to her point is that like the Instagram Bible only only highlights, you know, the verses that can encourage women, not the, not the verses that would challenge anyone to think deeply about their faith. Like uh, Christian T-shirts, maybe, you know. Yeah, exactly, and it's great. So that, and, and I agree, it's an inherently, it's, an, it's a problem inherent to Western Christianity since since Western, Western Christianity was birthed. So I, I totally get that. My my only fear is that the same people that um, my only fear is that when people read that again, the problem of not looking and and thinking and reading deeper is that they're going to read that and then they're suddenly going to hate on Instagram. Like what Jeremy's saying, it's like not, people might read that and be not, like, "Oh, Instagram's the problem." Will will people? No. I mean, what do you think? I don't you know, think so. Okay, well, that's good. I, it, it, it closes the post closes with "Beware the Instagram Bible." It doesn't say "Beware Instagram," um, and nowhere in the. Post- but there's nothing wrong with the bit Instagram Bible. <laughs> it's how we use it or well, overuse it. Well, I, but no, I think I think her point is that for some people that the the the, the most scripture they get is from from those kind of posts. Okay, well, yeah, there, like yeah, that's there that is the that is the the plumb line for their their scriptural awareness. Yeah, so, it, isn't it's, isn't it's, it kind it's, of it's, like your Bible? You've got a bad Bible. Is that like doing thumbs up for for charities? It, it's kind of like that, isn't it? Kind of that, yeah. It, 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 yeah, it kind of dovetails with that. Like, well, I I helped out that organization. I right. stopped self. I helped stop sex trafficking because I gave right. Or that I, organization I a, a thumbs up. Have an X on my hand, you know, like right. But, or when was it, was it when President when uh, Michelle Obama tweeted a picture, bring back our girls or. Like those kind of things, even for social justice, I I would disagree with that. I think advocacy is advocacy regardless. Now, some people only have the capacity of that, and so what I, if I'm being honest, I hear you minimizing any and all of that. No, no, no. I'm, my point is that if if that's all you do, don't act like you're a social justice warrior. You know? Why? Why? Because you're what not. Happens if, what happens if that's all you can do? Then that means that they never have that capacity. I understand, Jeremy, but I think that most folks will say, I don't have the capacity for more, and they don't ever actually ask the question, do I have capacity for more? I, I would disagree. I would think... Well, isn't that the same think, thing that goes with... Isn't that what happens with the scripture, though? With the Instagram? Like, I, this is the capacity of, that I have for scripture, and I cannot go any further? Can that be the same thing we said for that? But again, I think people have capacity for more. I don't think they look for the capacity. But part of that capacity is knowing where to go when they don't know, and then still and they that's, figure it out. And that's fair. And that's part of what she was getting at in this article. And I, I, I agree with them, that aspect, Jeremy. Uh, and that's where I think the church itself is a bad was a problem with with leading people towards deeper study. You know, we and, and maybe it's because we're, we're looking at these symptoms and saying this is a problem when really it's a symptom. These are just symptoms. Right. Of a yeah. whole other problem, and I, and I agree. I think the article could, could, could have done a better job, perhaps, of making that apparent. I think that, and uh, don't get me wrong here, Jeremy. I think the part of what got got you uh, got your ire up was that it's a you're sensitive to Christian posts that could even be thinly veiled as anti tech. I think the post is anti tech. If the average person reads it, 
you know, especially a woman in this in this cultural context who reads this post is going to know exactly what they mean. Don't don't get rid of Instagram. Just you know, deepen your view of scripture and and pull of the gospel story. Sure. Um, at the same time, I, I I get your point. We do need to be wary of anti tech posts in the church because that's not going to help us. The tech's not going away. Um, and as we said before, I think that the the reason we've got an issue here is because the church has not helped to lead women. You know, we, we want to help their hearts. Part of helping the heart is leading the mind and training the mind. Yeah. And well, if, if you look at, I'll, I'll be honest, if you look at Gospel Coalition, they don't have very many tech posts that are positive. In fact, I had a difficult finding any. So, um, as much as well, I know, saying, I know for a fact that they've they've shared links of of our stuff in the past. Sure. So and they shared links, um, but I don't, but. A lot of times, it's a negative view of. You know, it's just it's developing this culture of pornography is bad because technology is allowing us access to it, or the Instagram Bible, or are we communicating a prosperity gospel when we shouldn't? And so, it, it's it's the negativity that incorpor- they incorporate with tech, whereas it's just this pushback of. But maybe we need that know. voice. Maybe we need that voice yeah, because maybe we need yeah, someone to say, think, "Let's hold, pump the brakes on the technology." Technology. Yeah, but here, here, here's the thing: is is that the Gospel Coalition, their focus is is that deeper thinking and theology, and so I I think that it seems negative towards tech because the tech highlight highlights a particular problem and makes it easier for people to see and to discuss, etc. And that's why it comes across negative. I think. Absolutely, I agree. Um, but I think that there's so much redeeming that could also be a blog article that they don't touch it. Well, that's true, and that's where I think maybe Church Mag. Uh, because that's right. our niche. That's yeah. that's something for us to their write job about. Is, their you know their I mean? job is to is, that's not really their you know, thing. to present the gospel and to highlight gospel issues. And they're highlighting areas where the where the tech is hampering the gospel. No, they're not. They're not a tech blog. Well, I don't even know. No, I think no. This is where I think that they are pointing out where the gospel is 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 hindered. And the reason why tech gets pointed out is because it highlights it so much because it's highlighting a. A, a weakness because the tech just it's, it 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 uh, uh, it highlights everything. I mean, we we see that with the elections, we see that with so many different things. It just amplifies our problems, and that's maybe why they they, they point it out because you can see it easier. Maybe yeah. I, think, I don't really notice that they're anti-tech. No, I don't think so either. I, I think here real quick would you say because of that they are doing what she is concerned about with the instagram bible where they are only giving a portion of the issue and therefore perpetuating the whole thing that they're worried about with the instagram bible obviously not the no 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 i don't think so i don't think so because sometimes i feel like church mag we talk about tech so much that sometimes that's why I like when we kind of put out kind of a pushback article because sometimes I'm, I feel like, you know, people, if they're just reading Church Mag, they're like, yeah, 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 we need to do this, we need to do that, go, 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 and they lose the fundamental. So even, I don't believe that we are telling it all. And really, honestly, can anyone really fully scope everything? I mean, that's why you're supposed to read your Bible because it's yeah, all I, right I there, you know. Gospel Coalition, they, uh, if you're reading Gospel Coalition, you're reading other blogs too. So you're getting a balanced view on that on that end of things. Um, I, I think that uh, I had a better way of saying this here a second ago. So give me a minute here. I, I think what they're trying to do is they are. If you look at most church church blogs or church tech blogs, they're all overwhelmingly pro tech. 
and sometimes with like reckless abandon, like I don't, I do not like jumping onto new tech because I want tech to test itself. First of all, how many new, new tech platforms die in the first year? And, and a church has spent your know, precious resources, time and money, and they're, they're gone. So, yeah, you, you know how much it, 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 how difficult it has been for Church Mag historically to actually say and put out there, look, your church doesn't have to stream. Not all churches should be streaming. And that's very difficult when you have advertisers. And when you look at all the, the church tech voices, they're saying stream, 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 stream. And you look in the sidebar and there's ads for stream, 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 stream. We had streaming ads too, but then we were also saying not every church has to stream. That's that's not an easy thing right. to do. So if I'm Gospel Coalition, all I see out there in the tech, you know, um, biosphere, blogosphere is, you know, pro tech pieces. And there's a ton of pros about technology i see very little that says cautiously let's let's look deeper here that's why i love john dyer's book so much because he's not anti- exactly i was gonna say the same exact thing but he is like let's make sure we're aware that technology changes us and there's always a hidden cost maybe i just i'm subscribed to more negative blogs than you guys i don't know because I, I would say i would see if i were to equate it obviously we have church mag which is pro um something like uh Ed Stetzer is pro in all of that, but then just the non-church tech oriented stuff, I would say inherently is more much, much more critical than they are positive overall and not by a small margin. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. And, that, and that's based off of um, 30 minutes of research. So, and, and then just passively engaging in it. Yeah. I would like to think, and this is something that I, that I that we strive for at Church Mag is more of that John Dyer approach in that we talk positive about tech and we're pro about tech all it all the while being um, cautious and thoughtful and intentional in what we're doing so that we so that we so we're we're doing what you're saying Jeremy in being positive and we're doing what you're saying Phil in being careful i'll I'll put it like this and i'll keep this kind of thinly veiled you know i've watched an organization spend millions of dollars pouring things into technology and you know 10 years later they're being they're being forced to ask themselves are we better off and the answer by most indicators is no they are financially shakier. They, their productivity has not increased. In fact, in some areas, it's it's markedly decreased. And they're having to, like the past three years, they've been reshaping their strategy. Like, okay, we have to do this to counteract the issues we've created by in, in, uh, increasing our technological you know, savviness. And so it's interesting to see how technology is actually ruining, ruining this organization. Stick to the fundamentals. I think that that is like the bottom line that everyone can agree on and that we really need to focus on. If you stick to fundamentals, if you look at root things, if you take, you know, scripture verses that dealt with things, you know, a thousand years ago and things that deal with things relevant today like Facebook, you know, if you can stick to those fundamentals, then you're going to be good, you know, and, and not have that Instagram gospel or a blog post gospel. Thank you very much. I think there's also a whole conversation that we didn't have about just this whole conversation of 
post-truth, and that could be a whole conversation that we would oh, eventually man. get into. We got to was... discuss that sometime, but not today. <laughs> okay, Sorry. well, maybe, maybe not today, not today. I, I did just think of this, and I think we could probably close with this, not that I want that last word, but it's kind of nice sometimes, um, <laughs> is that I think that the problem... I see in, in church tech, not in church mag, but in some some spaces, is that we think this is it. This technology will solve our problems, and we will be we're good to go. And what I want to say is, no, we're still broken people. We're still being put back together. Give us a new tool, and we'll just be broken in a new way. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag. You'll find a link on the main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's churchmag, churchm.ag. And while you're there, feel free to send us a message and be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the show every Friday. Until next week. No, Eric, stitch that in, but just instead say, uh, until Apple releases a Bible. <laughs> Zing! No, you can't feed me the line to get the last word over your last word. <laughs> yes, I can. Dance. I want I to have the last word through. I dance, puppets, dance. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com.